big finish for the love of stories. We couldn't reach him in time. Well, what does that mean? What happened to him? Did he die? Everyone died. The whole human race. No, that's what you went there to stop. We couldn't. Ow, oh, being there, I think it made it happen. Doctor? I know it's a lot to take in. Robin, he did this. I did this. I need to find him. Fix things. Hold on, I thought we'd come back to regroup, to try and make sense of it all. Mm. Oh, excellent tea, Helen. That's what I needed. Now I've got you home safely, I'm going back. Back where? You've only just left him. Doctor, wait for me. I thought you'd be glad to be home with Tanya. Well, if anyone wants to tag along, you're welcome. But you'll have to hurry. It won't take long to work out coordinates. We can't let him go. Not on his own. Not like this. His mind's all over the place. Tanya can't travel in the TARDIS. Don't speak for me, please. I saw you die in my arms. We start messing with your timeline again. Anything could happen. And you? Are you suddenly immortal? What happened to me might happen to you. It happened to Andy. Look, Argo, you two just wait here for now. I'll try and convince him to reconsider. Doctor, wait, I'm coming. Well, I guess that means we're staying. Yeah, guess it does. I can't say I blame the others for opting out. Another bumpy ride from those looking things. It's not that. You know what happened before. Tanya died in the future. Which we came back and prevented. I think. I just need to do the same again on a different scale. Doctor, we just tried to stop something and made it happen in the process. I'll do it better this time. This is all guesswork. Shouldn't you take some time? Work out a plan. Time? I've had nothing but time. All these wasted months. Every trip we take, we break somebody else's life. Exactly. It's a question of finding precisely the right point of intervention. Aha. Intervention? Doctor, what about Andy? Would you please listen? One thing I do know, the time for doing nothing is over. Why don't you let me do this, old girl? You see? Even the TARDIS thinks it's a bad idea. Nonsense. She's still a little rusty. This is a very precise, very delicate manoeuvre. Why? Where are you aiming for? Back to that space station? Or where you left Robin? No, we've already trodden that path. If I want to do some good, I should start a little sooner. There we go. Got it. Well, this isn't right. We've just moved outside the house and along Baker Street. At least the TARDIS chose a discreet alleyway. Outside the house, along the street, and a couple of months back in time. 
We shouldn't be here. Of course we shouldn't. Aren't we in danger of meeting ourselves? Isn't that terribly dangerous? Yes. And yes. No, but I mean we shouldn't be here. Euston is a mile or so that way. Euston? Wait, that taxi, that, that's Robin and his father. We all have a train to catch. Doctor, this is ridiculous. I'll keep temporal coordinates locked. The TARDIS can focus on the spatial differential. She's always moody about little hops. You coming? No, I don't think interfering in Robin's past is a good idea. It's an excellent idea. What's more, it's the only one I've got right now. Doctor. I'm going with or without you, Helen. Please, stop. Just stop. All right, wait here. I shan't be long. Oh, you infuriating man! Of course, it poured down all week. Now, it is. Helen, why are you loitering down here? Have you been home? Oh. Was that the TARDIS just now? Tanya, uh, hello. They'll be back. Helen's the sensible one. She'll talk him out of doing anything stupid. Even Helen won't be able to... Ah! Oh! Oh, that... Ah, that's really... Really... Oh! Oh! Tanya, ah, what's wrong? I... I remember something. Something that didn't happen. Not until this very second. And now it did! What? Ah, right after Robin and Ken left, I ran into Helen. Only I, I shouldn't have. Ah, oh, oh, this is weird. Why? What's so strange about seeing her then? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, it was ah, Helen, Helen from the future, from the now. I, oh, I, I need to sit down. Oh, ah. How do you know? Because she told me. I don't, I, I don't understand. Why do I feel that this is new information? Because she's only just left. Oh. You know what this means. Oh, that I'm seriously losing it? No. Well, yes. I mean, I've seen this before, with Tony. Ron thought he was confused, but their past was changing. Liv, tell me! Everything we've been through, all that training you won't tell me about, didn't they cover time distortion? Alternate realities? No, I must have been off sick that day. But not the day they covered temporal stasis bombs. Oh, okay, that, that, that's fair. Never mind. What else did Helen tell you? I can't. It's hazy. Because it's only happening now. <sighs> You're getting new memories because Helen's changing the past as we speak. That's where she went with the Doctor. How? It's, it's months ago. It's been and gone. Don't you see? The past isn't fixed. So neither's the future. We can change things. Ah! Another... Another memory. The, the, the cafe. I was going to the cafe? Your life's being rewritten. From what Tony went through. It's not good. He was lucky. We don't know how this kind of thing affects the mind. No, 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 not the cafe. We, we never made it. We need help. We need <sighs> experts. <sighs> what about your lot? Oh, Andy said that they were gone. He kept me out of it. He was... He was kind like that. Oh. I'm so sorry, Tanya. It's a risk. In our line of work, we lose people. But Andy, I thought he'd be there forever. Oh! Steady. Oh! So where did you go? Uh, 
something about the tube? Um, a train? I did, uh, it's like the floor's shifting under me. Okay, who can we ask if the doctor's not here? Oh, we know this is his fault. Yes. Got it. We're going out. Trafalgar Square. What about, what about all the mess? Leave it. I don't know exactly how this works, but I know a man who might. I was going for some of those gorgeous pastries. Bedtime snack. Oh, right. Oh, they'll be stale by now. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit later than I thought. Another time trip? Something like that. <laughs> how did it go with the estate agent? It shouldn't take long to get new tenants for number five. Not if you keep the rent down. Is that where I went? Yes, I did. And I've not been home. That's a relief. Helen, is everything all right? Where should I go? What did I do? Late night shopping? Has something happened? You're not making much sense. Um, I need your help. I have to get to Euston rather quickly and find a train. Right. Okay, uh, say no more. I understand. What is it? But there's another you across the street. Just got off the bus on Marylebone Road. Maybe you've just been to the station? Look, Tanya, there's something I should probably tell you. Is she an alien duplicate? No, and we should probably move uh, to avoid meeting her. Are you an alien duplicate? No. I'm from the future. Uh, and it's not often I get to say that. Right. Uh, it's not the weirdest thing to happen this week. Did you see where that other me went? She's waiting at the crossing. Come on, we can cut through the underpass to the tube. What happens if you meet? I don't know, but it's not something the doctor encourages. Oh, come on. I thought you'd be chomping at the bit. That's it. Almost there. I know what I'm doing, old girl. Come on, you doubted me too. looking for? Someone who works at the National Gallery? He's a curator. Helen saw him a few more times than me. He's a very strange man. Yeah, because we need more of them in our lives. That's the thing. He's strange in a really familiar way. How are you feeling? I'm a bit unsteady. Helen wanted to get to Euston. She had to catch a train. My brain's on spin cycle. Every so often it stops, changes direction. You really think this guy can help? He gives the impression he knows a lot more than he's letting on. About the TARDIS and about the Doctor. I mean, we came back once or twice, but never found him again. Or the door to his undergallery, which seemed... Uh, weird. Why should this time be any different? Because we need him. Helen always thought he'd be feeding the pigeons. Look for flocks of greedy birds. Over there. Ah. Thank you for this. I hoped your training might help. I need to find Robin's train. I'll get tickets at the station. Perks of an expense account. <laughs> With a good half hour till boarding. How far ahead are you from? Not far. A few months. And that barren future Earth, any idea what caused it yet? I'm not sure how much I should say. Sorry. No problem. I guess it means the TARDIS keeps working. And Liv? She's fine. You're fine. We're all... 
you know. Fine. It's tricky. The next station is Euston Square. That'll be us. He didn't want to be involved. I'm surprised your lot don't know about him already. Excuse me. Hmm? Huh? Oh, that depends entirely on what you might have done. Um, uh, yeah, right. Have you seen an older gent around here feeding the birds? Walks with a stick. <coughs> Quite a few people might fit that description. Hmm? No, sorry. It's not you I'm after. Are you sure, Miss Chenka? I beg your pardon? You keep asking for forgiveness. That rather makes me wonder what you've been up to. Is this him? Antania Bell of Torchwood. Delighted to make your acquaintance. No, this isn't him. I met him. He was a totally different... The proverbial penny is making its descent. As I say, you've no idea how many of us there might be. Come along. It can't be, can it? Well, we're here now, and he seems to know us. That's all we need. Another one. to spare. I'd best keep you tucked away and hope no one asks to see my ticket. Back to your top bunk. <sighs> Robin, if you'd give me a hand when I asked, where have you put your stuff? Here. Sorry, I'm just in the way again. Look, mate, this is a big chance for us. Okay, okay. I'll stay up here. I thought there was Wi-Fi. I can't log in. What are you trying to do? Can't be that urgent. It's an aptitude thing. A follow-up on that intelligence test. Bet you aced it. IQ off the scale. You get that from your mother. Is that why she's not here? So, do you win anything? Just the chance to keep going. It's an influencer thing. How much is it going to cost me? Nothing. I think it's like a charity. Really? Who are they? Divine intervention. Sounds a bit culty. I think it's ironic. The whole idea is we determine the future for ourselves, you see. They do all sorts of stuff with focus groups, opinion formers. I can show you the website. Look. Uh, In a minute, mate. I I should get this. Does that work? At this time? Kind of. Hello, Mr. B? Yep. All aboard. We'll be on our way soon. Here. Got the tickets. Platform one. We've got time. Oh, look over there. Isn't that... It's him. Mr Bird, our erstwhile lodger. And high-tech spy. And potential bomber. He vanished right before the whole lizard assassins from the future thing. Did you ever find out any more about him? I guess you can't say. Actually, there's not much else to tell. We never saw him again. What's he doing here? Now? Looks like he's catching our train. Who's he on the phone to? Well, Kenneth, that is absolutely splendid. 
I just wanted to make sure you were on your way, and the company wanted you to travel in comfort. Sleep well, and take care of that boy. Uh, uh, excuse me, this is the sleeper to Edinburgh. Is it leaving soon? I seem to have lost track of time. Departure in ten minutes, sir. Excellent. He's on the train. I don't like this. Oh, you can tell me. Were you expecting him? Is that why you had to get here? Honestly, no. I was following the doctor. I think he's on board too. Okay. We'd better find him before he gets into trouble. Warn him about Mr. Bird. Are you sure you want to? I mean, you never mention any of this after tonight. Uh, at least I know I get home. I know how to keep a secret. Besides, looking out for the doctor, it's pretty much my job description. Come on then, next carriage. That way we can keep an eye on Mr. Bird. Uh, 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 now we're on the train. Um, do you mind? C can we stop? It's her memory, you see. Changes, my dear? And it seems many moments too late. You knew about this already? I am sensitive to these things. I have undergone some oh. variation myself. Yeah. The other guy would never have worn that waistcoat. Mm. He was a bit more discreet. Other guy? Mm. Discretion is overrated. Huh. Mm. Oh, I like you. But I suppose you still can't interfere. Ah! Did, did, did you, do you mind? Can we stop? Actually, unlike mm. some of my other aspects, mm. I favor a more <sighs> pragmatic approach. Here, take my arm. Uh, aspects? What do you mean? Beside the point, tell me about the memories. Where's the charming Miss Sinclair? She went with the doctor. That's when it started. Tanya met her in the past. Uh, he is picking at a thread that's already unravelling. This explains many things about the current state of the universe. Uh, the memories are just kind of arriving in my... Ah! Tanya. Mm. The human brain is singularly ill-equipped to deal with temporal contusions. You're saying this could damage her? Permanently? I'm afraid so. Oh. Can you do something? Uh. Perhaps. Uh, I have a work I'd like to show you. Hey, wait! We're not here to look at pictures. Mm. Help us! That is precisely oh. what I'm doing. Here, sit her down. We can take her through to the vault. Uh, a wheelchair on standby. Did you know we were coming? A good curator is always prepared. So far, so utterly deserted. And off we go. I do love a train journey. Such elegant simplicity. One track from beginning to end. Right, I'll give these figures a once-over. Bit of luck that Mr. Bird having an in with the investment company. Nice of him to check in on us. Dad, where's the charger? I'm using it. I'm on my laptop. And I'm on 8%. Tell you what, mate. Take my card. Go and get some drinks. Coffee for me. You know how I like it. See if they've got any sarnies. <clears throat> right. 
We'll get some shut-eye after we pass Watford. Hopefully Mum will be able to join us some um, next week, maybe. Is this what it's always going to be like? Moving from place to place? Not always. It's a fresh start for us all. We can really put down roots. But I liked it in London. I had friends there. I know, mate. You're a good lad. This is all for you, you know? For your future. I know. My future... It's taken me a while to work out what happened. Why things felt so off-kilter. I can probably walk now. I feel better. Yeah, but you don't know when it's going to hit again. There are usually rules. But we are in far from normal circumstances. Look, I'm sure this cryptic act entertains your usual punters, but can you get to the point? A blunt young lady, aren't you? After my own... heart. Tanya will feel better as we approach the artwork. It has a dampening effect. As I say, be thankful that it's me you've run into. I'm more inclined to act than some of my counterparts. It's a job share. Between how many? Oh, rest assured there is only one curator. But how I appear is a little more fluid. Now, listen. This is intuitive to yourself and Helen, Liv. But as Tanya is a newer recruit, I shall explain. Oh, good. Usually, when the TARDIS arrives, events crystallise around it. The path is set. Any action the Doctor and his friends might take steers the course of history. As it was, as it should be. Another strand woven into the web of time. Yeah, he goes on about that a lot. Or he used to. Now it's all paradoxes and alternate futures. Exactly. Because this time, the TARDIS was damaged on arrival. You mean when we crashed? And the timelines splintered around her. Instead of knitting threads together, she tore through the web, leaving strands dangling in her wake. The TARDIS broke down completely when we first got to London. She withdrew, reduced to a shell. And you, her passengers... We're all stranded outside the realm of normal causality. You broke 2020. So that's how the future's changed. But why are you so worried? What does it mean for us, for the universe? Temporal cataclysm. Oh, same question again. <clears throat> Paradoxical timelines cannot sustain. If the Doctor can't find a way to stop this, everything will end. Everything? How? Simply, without a fuss. Time itself will no longer bear the strain. All creation will blink from existence. Shall we? Sleeper, sleeper, front or rear. Only two directions to choose from. Oh, oh. Doctor, is that you? Oh, this is great. <laughs> is it? Uh, Robin, I've, uh, I've come to... Uh, sorry, I've come to apologise. What? It's just hit me seeing you like this. I, I, I don't quite know what to say. 
I knew you'd never let us go without saying goodbye. And now you're coming to Scotland too. This is brilliant. Well, I'm not exactly sure if I'll... We're up in first class. A cabin with bunk beds? Dad's work paid for it all. I'm in steerage. Uh, thought I'd get my bearings. I take it you've just come from the buffet, huh? Yeah, through there. I should get Dad's coffee uh, before it gets cold. Excuse me. We're in E10. Come and say hello. I, I, I might just do that. Should I? Oh, Doctor, what are you doing? Does it have a name? The Untempered Vista. A representation of an art installation in a very obscure location. Ah, a precious work. That's why the vault is shielded. Tanya should feel the benefit. He's right. It stopped. No more memories. We followed Mr. Bird onto the train, and, and that's it. Hold on. You saw Bird? A bird in the hand is a distraction. I'm more concerned by what the picture is telling me. See the vortex patterns drained and washed out? The vortex? That's what's inside that frame? Well, think of it as a window onto the health of the universe. It has been very sick indeed for quite a while. I'm seeking a cure. You sound like a doctor. No, my dear. A cure eater. <laughs> this painting depicts a schism, an actual tear in space-time which exists elsewhere. A window on the vortex held inside a scrying glass. I can't look at it. It's beautiful. And horrible. Rather like the culture that spawned it. I'm reminded of a story. What was that? Hello? Shop? Odd. But you make that very odd. Buffet car with no stuff. So how did Robin buy his... Ah, the machine. I'm sure he came through here. I've been watching the far doors. No one left. We can't have missed him. Helen! Tanya! <sighs> Fancy meeting you here. How did you- I get a prickle on the back of my neck when I'm being followed. Thought I'd hop back and surprise you. Uh, I believe you're familiar with the Chrono Warp unit? The Rockelians had them. The ones who shot the Doctor. Yes. With one of these. Helen! Look out! Kindly do not attempt to escape, or indeed to move at all. And you seem such a model tenant, Mr. Bird. Why are you here? You don't belong in this time. Just like you didn't when you lived in our attic. I did enjoy my little stay in Baker Street. A proper fixer-upper. Glad to help out where I could. With spy tech in our TVs? Well, I had to keep an eye on you. It was safer to do it remotely, given certain complications. That's not all you did. You blew things up. And he told me what you did to MedTech. Well, it's a lot of work getting history exactly how you want it. 
Um, where is the redoubtable Sergeant Davidson, by the way? Back in Cardiff, as far as I know. No, he's... You know where he is. <laughs> Helen, what's going on? Not your time to know. Tricky business time travel, isn't it, Helen? Oh, you're a dab hand, but even you get things wrong. You're no expert. You stole that technology. Humanity never got around to making their own. Not as soon as I'd like, anyway. So divine intervention gave their Achilleans a nudge. Once I had this in my toolkit, I could really go to town. We saw the nudging on Rarkelia firsthand. Civilizations ground underfoot. Imperialism. I guess the TARDIS gets its space legs back. Makes sense, though. It's what he did at the house. Interfere. I like fixing things. Little adjustments make all the difference if you know what to tweak. We were wondering how Divine Intervention went from a two-bit market research company to steering government policy. It's all you, changing its history. We showed humanity a better way for its future. Then look what happened. You're deluded. You think you're a god. Not at all. Now, if you'll move along the carriage, please, I believe our mutual friend is close by. You know he's here. That's why I came. I can't have the doctor jeopardizing such a crucial point in our journey. I believe he's in the buffet car. Now move. The staff have deserted, but the machine coffee's almost tolerable. Almost. Doctor. Mr. Burt, it's been a while. Helen, you made it after all. Yes. Though I'm not sure how Tanya managed it. Ah, you are today's Tanya Bell, aren't you? I guess I'll never tell you about any of this in the future. No, you don't. Either you're even more discreet than I thought, or something else is happening with time. This puts a new perspective on things. Won't you all sit? No, thank you. Are you here to kill the boy? I'm not the one carrying a gun. What do you think I am? I know what you are. I've spent a very long time watching you. Then you know I would never harm an innocent child. Innocent? Are you certain of that? At this particular moment, yes. That's rather the point, isn't it? You can stop him before he goes on to do any of what you've seen. Are you talking about Robin? What's he done? Helen, I'm sorry, you were right. Coming here was a bad idea. I don't quite know the best thing to do. At least you realize now. What's Robin to you, Mr. Bird? Who are you? His personal bodyguard? No, but I am considerably invested in his future. Oh yes, the future. I'm not sure we have one. Listen, this train is making some very untrained-like noises. Tanya, look out of the window. What do you see? Nothing. It's just darkness. Oh, and it's making me feel... desolation. Emptiness. We should be at Watford Junction by now. Watford's not the most thrilling place on Earth, but it's not a yawning chasm of despair. No, you're thinking of Croydon. Can anyone else hear that? Where's it coming from? We should check in with the driver. Engine's this way, I think. Sleepers at the rear. Don't worry. We won't disturb Robin. No. You'll do as I say and wait here. I have a gun. Only for you, but you won't shoot me. 
All those opportunities you've had, I think you need me alive. Your friends, then. You can't shoot Helen or Tani without wrecking another timeline. Things are hanging precariously enough as they are. Come on, I want to know what's going on. The picture's fading, turning white. Uh, I may have miscalculated. Something's eating away the colors. There's a shape, a figure. The thread we're in isn't just unraveling. It's a light at both ends and burning. That, young ladies, is the void. The chasm between alternate realities, and it's got our scent. It's coming for us. It's coming for everything. This entire reality is unstable, dissolving, eaten away by entropy. Did the doctor do this? Whatever that young fellow's gone off to do, well-intentioned it may be, but he is not equipped with all the information. Time tracks crossed and recrossed so many times, not just by him, that they're falling apart. Huh? Uh, is someone else in the building? No. Can I get in? We're not hanging around to find out. Here, there's a back way. Can you walk, Tanya? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> actually, do you think you can run? Typical. Never stay in one place. I tried to keep you in Baker Street, but the containment module missed. The stasis bomb? World War II, that was you? The what now? Moving your TARDIS skewed our aim. It hit your slipstream, ended up in 1941. Retrieval was impossible. I can't get into the last century, you see. If you will, rely on dodgy time tech. When they found it in 2020, I had DI. Keeping an eye until it was made safe. Liv and I made it safe. I'm grateful. Tanya, why am I only hearing about this now? I tried to limit your influence, contain you. Let me guess, those mercenaries you doon. That was you trying to contain us. I've done my best to snuff out interference. We must have set you back on Rockelia. A little, but we regained control. What do you think you can do here, Doctor? You, you can't halt Robin's journey. You, you can't stop the train. Maybe not, but at the very least I can ask to toot... Oh. No more train. Back! Get back! I wasn't expecting that. What's it doing to the engine? The white light, the blankness, I couldn't look. I've sensed it ever since I came aboard. Now I know why it's so familiar. That was the void. The void? The emptiness between dimensions. Somehow it's taken form and is in the process of dissolving this entire timeline piece by piece. Back to the buffet car. It's breaking through. It's coming. And it sounds a bit like... Me! It's bold enough to choose a form, seizing on those at the centre of any paradox. This can only happen if the barriers between all realities are collapsing. End of your tunnel. What now? I suppose you call it an emergency exit. For use only in the direst circumstances. End of the multiverse? Does that count? Ah, 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 ah. What the... 
How's it? We're on a train. How did that happen? We walked through a door. Surely you've done it before. Yes, but that was a door in a museum. This is... The Edinburgh sleeper several months in the past relative to where we were. It's the train I caught with Helen. So where's your gallery? Safely in the future. And hopefully no longer under attack. Now we've removed ourselves, it would be irresponsible to destabilise my own undergallery. This is... Who are you? What are you? A friend. Now, I don't wish to alarm you, but... Oh, no. That thing, it followed us. No, Liv. I'm afraid it was already here. Is it still coming? It's slow. I don't think so. That should slow it some more. Seriously? It's dissolving carriage walls. But still walking through doors when it chooses. Anything will help. What's happened to all the people? Why are there no staff? No passengers? They no longer exist. We are driving a dead timeline. Everyone else was doomed as soon as we set foot on board. The void picked them off. Like deadheading a rosebush. What is it? Why does it sound like me? You've got a tribute act. And it's a force of elemental destruction. Well, let's catch our breath. This is all his fault. We knew we weren't the only people watching the Doctor. We had divine intervention under surveillance. We should have picked him up sooner. You were far too early to see anything. Until the Doctor took you to see the future I built. And didn't that work out brilliantly? You didn't play the game. Worms, remember? You said you're protecting Robin. We didn't see you on that space station. Space station? Correct. You didn't see me, but I was there. You said something before. Something important. You can't reach the 20th century. Because your particular brand of interference starts and ends. But... Oh, no. Doctor. Mr. Bird. Of course. Hiding in plain sight. Only capable of time travel within your own lifetime. Which, of course, has been artificially extended. How could I have been so blind? What is it, Doctor? Helen, Tanya, say hello to Robin Bright Thompson. Where are we going? Uh, to confront the problem or to escape it. Only two directions of travel depends where we've started, of course. But you said that the timeline was burning from back. Oh, and Robin. Bird. They're the same. What? I'm remembering again. Back then, back now, with the doctor, the buffet car, Mr. Bird is Robin. Thousands of years older. No. Multiple iterations of multiple individuals. No wonder this train is unstable. Ah, the circle is almost complete. Time to stop running. How old are you? Few thousand years. I lose count. You know what that's like. This isn't... how? Robin's biology was altered by the end station, by Deus Ex. We rebranded after the unfortunate incident. You mean the extinction of humanity? You kept a god complex. Helen, please, don't antagonize me. I don't want to shoot you. So put the gun away. I was right. All that time together studying Tudors and Sars. 
Young Robin is still in there. You wouldn't kill Helen. Nor Tanya, nor me. I missed my father's funeral. I stopped seeing him long before, once it was apparent that I was aging differently. I stayed behind the scenes, wore a mask so as not to alarm those I worked with. Oh, Robin. I don't need pity. Like you, Doctor, I have learned to do without emotional attachments. I can't get close to anyone if they're all going to die. On the contrary. That's why I do. We began a conversation about this, Robin. Before being interrupted. Millennia ago. Then you abandoned me. Again. And you still haven't fixed it. Worms. I thought they'd respawn. That's not how time travel works. Not usually. Nobody told me the rules. I had to make them myself. It does feel different. This history is broken, an aberration through the length of your existence. Perhaps there's a way... All I ever wanted was to make things better. I made myself like you, Doctor. Like a... a Time Lord. You know, living on Earth, one day after another, it's brought home how meaningless that title is. Time Lord? A puffed-up name, invented by puffed-up people who think just because they found a way to cheat death, that the universe owes them something. You're not like me, Robin. You're like them. I'm the last of the humans. It's a legacy. One that shouldn't exist. How long will you go on? Is this really what you want to do with your time? Life has enough difficult choices without going looking for them. Why are we all on a train for a start? I just realized, Ken's job. Moving Robin from London, he did that. I needed that drive, that separation to spur myself on, to become me. You say you've been watching me. How did you get it so wrong? It's my strategy. Anticipate every possibility. Make it work for myself. Isn't that what you always do to win the day? No, 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 no. I've never had a mission. I wanted to explore, to see the wonders of an infinite universe. As for the rest, I knew a wise man once, when I was young. So did I. I'll tell you what he taught me. Do sit down. So rare to get a table. We're giving up. Staying here till the void arrives. I am. You're going to the buffet car soon. Just time for a story first. What? Did the doctor ever tell you of the shimmerlings? Delicate creatures of infinite hues and patterns. Like that waistcoat. What are they? The anemones of the vortex. Sometimes they'd wash up in the place in that painting. You're talking about Gallifrey. I'm talking about a desert across which here and there are scattered tiny tears in the fabric of reality, holes in space-time. When the vortex raged and hurricaned, occasionally, very occasionally, things fell through. And one night, in that desert, a 
boy lay awake, listening to a storm. I was huddled under the covers in my house in the desert, listening as temporal waves inside the vortex crashed through the night, stirring gales across the drylands. I was convinced that the rafters above my bed would come crashing down, until just before dawn, the winds died away to a whisper. The boy leapt out of bed and ran outside, just as the sun rose over the horizon. The sky glowed orange, reflecting on silver trees and ruddy sands. Also living nearby was a hermit. He liked to wake early and walk barefoot in the wilderness. Sometimes he met students straying from the academy. Sometimes he saw desert dwellers watching warily from their caves. Sometimes he walked alone with his thoughts. But today he found a shoal of shimmerlings strewn across the sand, thousands of helpless castaways marooned from their vortex home. I didn't know what I expected to find, but what I saw when I reached the top of the ridge, looking down on one of Gallifrey's sacred places, was a rainbow scattered through the valley. Hundreds, thousands of tiny creatures stranded by the storm. As the sun beat down, I realized they wouldn't survive the day. I went down to the valley. Ahead was a figure, an old man, a hermit I knew. He was by the untempered schism, a kind of rip in the vortex. It was where the creatures had been washed through. The hermit bent and very gently picked up a single shimmering, its hundreds of delicate tendrils still twitched. They were alive. He walked to the schism, the window onto space-time, and carefully threw the shimmering back into the vortex, as far and as deep as he could. Then he walked back. As he did, he bent to pick up more lost creatures, returning them one by one to their home. I watched for a while. Eventually, I called over. There were hundreds of them, thousands. They're all dying. Surely there's no point. There are so many, you can't possibly help them all. The hermit stopped and looked kindly at the boy. It's true, I can't save them all. But even if I help just one to survive, to that creature, to that one life, it is everything in the universe. He can't save everyone. And that's his biggest regret. Is that story true? Not the question I'd ask. Do you believe it's true? I think so. Then it must be. Now, the matter in hand. It's had enough time, I think. 
He wanted to get us. Of course. The sign for the buffet car, the arrow points that way. Beyond the encroaching void. It's just going to let us stroll past, is it? This walking dimensional abyss. I am diverting enough to distract it. You must reach your friends. The doctor must be told. Altering time here won't cause a paradox. Because we're already in one. Exactly. Your version of 2020 is a temporal cul-de-sac where time can be rewritten every line. Try one too many three-point turns. And the road swallows you up, along with everything else that ever existed. All this time, the Doctor thought the old rules applied. But he's wrong. About Sanjit, about Jadoon, Robin, Andy. You have been paying attention, Medtechchenka, Agent Bell. The Void is just a taste of what's in store. If we can't find the one path back, and it's here. That's what I've learned to do. See what's in front of me and make a difference. I don't want to break your life any more than it is, Robin. Listen to the doctor. Stop. Help him fix things. But what about the strategy? You always have a long game. Not anymore. Been there, done that. Never ended well. It's easy to get lost in the big picture. We saw the end of yours, Robin. Everyone dies. The whole human race. Wait, is that true? A few short centuries from now, all their potential wiped away. Humanity burns itself out because Robin forced it to sprint. Great swathes of history are now nothing. No one. Every friend I ever had is gone. I always thought they'd be humans right to the end. They're quite my favorite species. Thanks. But you're a Time Lord. Restart the game! It's not that simple. Every decision spawns a universe. What does it matter if a few alternate realities get wiped away? They'll have never existed. Haven't you been listening? It matters to them. Every death in every universe is as real to them as this instant is to us. It doesn't matter in their final moments that I'm saving another reality. That last breath is theirs alone. Helen, Tanya, you understand? I think so. For most people, every day is 24 hours, except for two. There'll be a day that dawns when I don't see the sunset, and that's all right, because it comes to everyone been taken away from you, Robin. You've lost sight of what's important. What are you saying? I suppose awareness of our mortality makes life worth living. I think the Doctor knows that too. I won't see the universe through these eyes forever. And I've met enough immortals to know the alternative is utterly boring. So I should just stop? Give up? Time can't be ruled. She's death. She's entropy. Accept that and what's left. Moments. What matters is this moment. And this one. Time. With friends. And saving what few shimmerlings you can. I... I... I think I understand. Good. 
Now all we have to do is reach the TARDIS. We can work together, Robin. That warp unit of yours, it could help. N no, you're right. It's not too late. I can make a difference. Wait, what are you doing? I only ever wanted to show you what I could do. And now I can. You'll see. Just wait! Uh, Robin, no! I can have that effect, but yes, it's definitely stepping up a gear. Now's my chance. Void, you should not be here. When you say distract it, won't it just destroy you? Oh, don't worry about me. I'm barely tethered to any reality. I've lost count of the number of times I've ceased to exist. Now go! Over the seats and out the door. Right. Uh, you okay, Tanya? They're right behind you. That's it. Look at me, not them. Petty little ephemerals. Barely worth your time. You've already absorbed the lives of everyone else who should have been on this train. I can't. I've got you. Whereas I am a force to be reckoned with. Care for one last dance? Liv! Tanya! Run! Beautiful and terrifying. Isn't that the universe all over? The TARDIS is in the next car, locked in the baggage van. We can make it even without Bird's help. One of those creatures hasn't got it already. Wait! There's a void in there. The TARDIS will resist. It's at the centre of this timeline, but it's a problem for us. Listen, it's behind us too. Does it usually try the hand? Of course. That's not the void. Doctor, wait! Uh, what are you... Oh, no. Right. I guess we've caught up with our past. What's she doing here? Careful. This can't be a good idea. Two of the same person in the same place. Actually, it could be just what we need. Assert a bit of reality, give us a chance to reach the TARDIS. The TARDIS is here. Behind that void form. Tanya, meet Tanya from not so long ago. The differential should be about right. Big enough to make a difference, small enough not to kill everyone. Kill everyone? What are you talking about? Be kind to yourself. Give her a squeeze. But Doctor, you told me this kind of thing is terribly dangerous. Lenovich always took a pessimistic view, terrible old fogey. Never got invited to parties. Look, my friend is curious. Much as I'd love a group hug, I'd better step back. Ready? Ready. This one's broken. I need another. 
They're all failing, great doctor. Don't call me that. Apologies, great leader. What do you mean, failing? Only one in ten of the new devices can navigate the timelines. We are using all the research you gathered, but the parameters keep changing. The time tracks are narrowing. Pathways are closing. Not good enough. I need something that works. I have a very specific destination in mind. We will do our best. We will find a device. Good. I need to show him, you see. I need to show the doctor I can be just like him. You never wanted to come here, old thing. I should have listened. What about Tanya, the other one? We can't just leave her. Uh, Actually, she's fine. I'm fine. I had a return ticket. I remember now. You never breathed a word to me. To be fair, it only just entered Tanya's memory because it only just happened. And that's probably for the best. One question. How on earth did you travel through time to get here? We met someone who took us through his gallery. Not that curator fellow. Not him, exactly. Another one. (sighs) At least I think it was. So a mysterious stranger with an indeterminate identity took you through a magic door through time. Not the first time, to be fair. There are far too many people crisscrossing time. It's closing in, collapsing. The void gaining strength is a symptom of that. That's what he said. That time splintered around us when we crashed. This isn't the real history. Yes, I'm working that out. What else did your mysterious benefactor say? That we should warn you. Then the void took him. We are inside a version of time that's dissolving. All possibilities being wiped clean. So what am I supposed to do if every time I move, the timeline gets erased? What's the alternative? Sit things out? Let Robin lead humanity to premature extinction? Is that the only future that exists now? Can we go home to Baker Street? Or has that disappeared too? Bit early for you still, mate. I had the weirdest dream. The doctor was on the train. That's just your brain clearing out the past. Getting ready for a whole new life. Taxi! Who's that? Divine intervention. They say my test scores were exceptional. Told you. There's an invite to their office in Edinburgh? Hey, I didn't know they had one here. You see? It's not so bad across the border after all. Maybe it's a sign. He wants me to do it. The doctor might be gone in the past. I can still be like him in the future. Ready, mate? I'm ready. favourite mug? Sorry. Going to the past didn't change that, then. We haven't changed anything. The human race still dies. Robin is still out there, becoming Mr Bird. What did he mean? He'd show you. We'll find out soon enough, I'm sure. In the meantime, he reminded me of what's important. Why I sought out the stars. It's easy to forget the stars in London. You never see them. That's why I like the park. I'll take a stroll, clear my head... Have a think. About how to fix the future. Big schemes, grand plans. They always go wrong. But this version of time gives us a fighting chance. I need to work out how best to use it. 
How to stop everyone dying? I don't know about everyone, but I can start with one. You mean? I can start with my friends. You have been listening to Doctor Who Stranded, Crossed Lines, written by Matt Fitton. The Doctor was played by Paul McGann, Liv Chenka, Nicola Walker, Helen Sinclair, Hattie Morahan, Tanya Bell, Rebecca Root, the curator, Colin Baker, Mr. Bird, Clive Wood, Robin, Joel James Davison, Ken, Alan Cox, Rockelian scientist, Glenn McCready. Other roles played by members of the cast. Director, Ken Bentley. Producer, David Richardson. Sound design, Benji Clifford. Music, Jamie Robertson. Script editor, John Dorney. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Haig-Ellery. I'm... Colin Baker, I'm playing the curator. Do sit down. So rare to get a table. We're giving up. Staying here till the void arrives. I am. You're going to the buffet car soon. Just time for a story first. What? Well, I thought the curator was just that rather odd character played by... Tom, and we were never quite sure what that was about, but now he's been given an identity, so he's he's clearly what happens to pensioned-off doctors. So there's a we've now got 13 or 14 possible curators, which is going to be fun, isn't it? And they'll find another thing after that. There'll be the, I don't know, the, the caretaker, uh, the one who looks after the curators. <laughs> the possibilities are endless, but it's lovely. I like the idea of someone who's kind of on the edges, the the doctor's in there, you know, where the action is. The idea of, you know, someone who's got very light strings that he can pull to change things. I, I rather like the the creation. And uh, it's been quite fun to nearly work with the eighth doctor. We overlapped a little. And, um, yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed it. I think I've uh, got the measure of what was required, I don't know. That's for others to say. I'm Paul McGann, Doctor Number Eight. I watched for a while. Eventually, I called over. There were hundreds of them, thousands. They're all dying. Surely there's no point. There are so many, you can't possibly help them all. The hermit stopped and looked kindly at the boy. It's true, I can't save them all. But even if I help just one to survive, to that creature, to that one life, it is everything in the universe. In all the years I've known Colin, I think that's the first time, I mean, aside from we did the five-ish doctors thing, Peter's thing for, for David Telly, that's the first time we've actually ever worked together. Uh, so that's a real 
<laughs> it was kind of great, wasn't it? It, was, uh, it felt like a privilege, you know, and, and um, kind of timely. He was good, wasn't he? When you meet and you spend time with the other doctors, is there a sort of a shared bond in something you've all been through? Yeah, right, there, there was right from the off, I've got to say. I mean, I started to spend... I mean, with McCoy, who I knew anyway before I started working on Doctor Who, that was a privilege, you know, to, for when we shot the, the TV pilot. Of course, McCoy was there. But then I met, over the preceding years, you know, we took, by dint of doing the shows, and I met the others. But right from the off, it was, you know, we, we, one always felt, when, you know, you were allowed in, but it, we were all equals, you know, in the best sense, you know, and we'd travel around and we'd do these things, and we became friends, you know. It, it is how it looks, how it appears. You know, we... Uh, we kind of rely on each other, we respect each other, and there's, a, there's quite a bit of love there, I think. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm barely tethered to any reality. I've lost count of the number of times I've ceased to exist. Now go! Over the seats and out the door! Uh, he has different imperatives. He's on the outside, looking in. The Doctor's inside the action. The curator isn't. He's... He's on the outside with the gift of a little more sight uh, of the timeline than the than the Doctor who's trapped in the timeline, his own timeline anyway, um, and the curator isn't. So the curator is calmer, gentler, unfazed by um, the, the Doctor's irritation by him, unfazed by most things, unfazed by his own ephemeral nature. He's a, a calmer, quieter, and in a sense, in a maturity sense, older entity than the Doctor. Hello, um, my name is Nicola Walker and I play Livchenko. See the vortex patterns drained and washed out? The vortex? That's what's inside that frame? Well, think of it as a window onto the health of the universe. It has been very sick indeed for quite a while. I'm seeking a cure. You sound like a doctor. No, my dear. A cure eater. <laughs> That's three doctors I've worked with now. And you know what's most interesting is that although obviously they are very different actors, they're very different people, but you really do go with the whole concept of moving in some sense with the same entity. Somehow there is something by which they are all connected. I, I can't really explain it. So it feels very natural that you are... Yes, I'm speaking to Colin's version, but it is still the Doctor. I don't know how to explain. <laughs> That's very badly explained. Oh, Nicholas. I mean, Nicholas, an actress I've never worked with before and have always admired. She's one of that rare breed, someone who is... She has a, a way of using the language that isn't quite the same way as other people use it, and it works brilliantly. Um, so you always know when you see her name against a character, it's going to be interesting. And uh, it was nice to be able to work with her for once. And it's great because they're piloting the ship quite literally when you do these stories. So you always feel very, very safe. I felt, you know, you've got Colin, you feel safe in the scenes. You know, he, he guides them and leads them. And it, it always, I, I love the scenes whenever, you know, you've got, got the Doctor around because you're never quite sure what they're going to do. You know, they know what they're doing. 
so they can actually um, be very, very free in the way they play the scenes, which makes it really good fun. My name's Rebecca Root and I play Tanya Bell. What about Tanya, uh, the other one? We can't just leave her. Uh, actually, she's fine. I'm fine. I had a return ticket. I remember now. You never breathed a word to me. But to be fair, it only just entered Tanya's memory because it only just happened. And that's probably for the best. It feels so contemporary for me. I mean, there was always the thing with the stories from the, the classic Doctor Who world where they, they are sort of root, rooted in, um, shall we say, Earth-like authenticity, for want of a better word. But it just feels like that this is a, a, a London and a planet Earth that even if it's, you know, millennia into the future, it's still an Earth that we know and love and recognise. And, um, and I really love that. It's exploring so much of the human relationships with, with the, 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 the crew and the companions and the, you know, the, the doctor and the, even the placements of the curator and the undergallery. It just feels so recognisable and I, re I just, just love that. I'm Ken Bentley and I have directed Doctor Who Stranded for the conclusion. This is a very precise, very delicate manoeuvre. Why? Where are you aiming for? Back to that space station? Or where you left Robin? No, we've already trodden that path. If I want to do some good, I should start a little sooner. There we go. Got it. We're always fortunate enough to work with really lovely actors. I don't know what it is, but actors... What we do is an unusual thing, even in terms of the industry, the sort of wider industry. It is a, it's a bit odd doing as, as much as we do, but also the, the types of story we're telling. It, it's not something that many people get to work on very often. So it's an unusual thing for them to, to come into and to do, these, these quite sometimes quite bonkers um, stories. I don't know whether it's because of that, but what happens is people, or whether it's the intimacy of sort of putting your headphones on and hearing everybody's voices in that very intimate way. But I tend to find companies bond um, very quickly doing this. And so people might even just come in for a day, but, but just re instantly bond with everybody and have a great time. So even somebody who just comes in for a day and then goes, it's, a, it's always sad to see them go when we've, when we've had such a hoot. But working with the same people across so many stories as we've done with Stranded means that everybody's really, uh, we've just got to know, know everybody really well. Even though everybody's been doing um, different days because of everything that's been going on, we've had to pick up people individually because of availabilities and because of what's been going on in the world. So e even though it's been fractured in that way, and in some ways that's even that's even made people bond even more because those those people have been recording on their own have really missed recording with everybody else but it just means we've had these these lovely um people coming in i mean i don't even want to start if i name them i'm going to have to name everybody but literally you know um clive he he, he popped up for the first box set and then i don't think he's been back until this last box set but it's been lovely to get him back because you know he he, he was in an episode with colin baker and he's worked with colin before but not for years so that was a bit of a reunion my name's clive wood and i'm playing mr bird of course hiding in plain sight only capable of time travel within your own lifetime which of course has been artificially extended how could I have been so blind? What is it, Doctor? Helen, Tanya, 
Say hello to Robin Bright Thompson. Well, in 1978, I know that because Clive just told me, um, <laughs> uh, we were both at Leicester, at the theatre in Leicester, where we were in Macbeth. That's right. Nice. Played by Donald Burton. Lovely man. Um, and we were respectively, I was Macduff and he was... Ma Malcolm, I was Malcolm. Malcolm, that's the fella. Yeah. That's the fella. What are your memories of that time? Well, I started that season playing, would you believe, I'm, I'm 66 now, I, start, I was playing um, Joseph in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, did you? That was the first show I did there, yeah. Wow. With my singing and dancing days. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to be a serious actor. <laughs> and then I found myself in the Scottish play with Colin Baker. End of seriousness. <laughs> Fortunately, we didn't have a lot to do together, did we? No, we didn't. Apart from the apart from the England scene, yeah. The England yeah. scene, brilliant. I love yeah. doing that. Every night, I love doing that. Happy days. And uh, I got very happy memories of that particular job. And uh, I've enjoyed watching Clive over the intervening years, usually playing a serious villain in That's things right. like Mawson. I don't know which ones you were in, but all those kind of things. Oh, I've done all of them, you know some point. You, you've even done a bit of murders, haven't you? I've done three of those. I'm in a rare group. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done any. Oh, that's that has to be changed. That's the rarest groups. It is the rarest of murders. You've been in three, dear yeah, God. over the years. And yeah. I had a friend who wrote a lot of them, and he kept writing parts where you described this fat, overweight, pompous bloke, and they never cast me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, Leicester was my only my was my second year out of drama school, so that's, we're going way back. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'd I'd been out um, oh, nine years by then, so I was oh, the goodness. older statesman because I'm a lot older than you. That's why I was looking up to you all the time. <laughs> that's not true. You were taller than me. <laughs> my first TV, first big TV, was a kind of loving the Stan Barstow trilogy. And that was in 1981. I did that. Before that, it had been all theatre, Bristol Old Vic, and. I was in the infamous Peter O'Toole Scottish play. <gasps> yes, you were. Directly after that, I, I got kind of loving, which kind of made things okay again. <laughs> but I played Malcolm in that production as well. I bet more people saw you doing that one, because the oh my the, god, you couldn't get a ticket. Out, it was, it was <laughs> you couldn't get a ticket for it. But I learned a great deal. Everyone dies, the whole human race. Wait, is that true? A few short centuries from now. All their potential wiped away. Humanity burns itself out because Robin forced it to sprint. Great swathes of history are now nothing. No one. Every friend I ever had is gone. I always thought they'd be humans right to the end. They're quite my favorite species. Thanks. I've only actually been in the studio in person once, and that was when we recorded Stranded One, which was I think December 2019, before COVID was even a, 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 a blip on the horizon. And then the, the other sessions we did virtually, uh, either from home and now I'm in a, a studio, so I'm not sort of surrounded by my duvet and blankets and pillows and whatnot <laughs> at home. But we, we, we recognised that we were on board for a journey. We didn't quite know what sort of journey it was going to be and we certainly didn't know anything about COVID, but... <laughs> You know, we've become pals and it's it's always a, a delight to make new friends on jobs and 
And I can't wait to see Paul McGann and Hattie Morahan and Nicola Walker again. Um, they've been wonderful companions and friends on this, on this project, and I really am looking forward to seeing them all again. <laughs>